Although this podcast features grown men playing role-playing games, it is meant for adults. Listener discretion is advised. Through the power of hedonistic role-playing games, a group of friends unknowingly awakens a slumbering evil. (laughs) Bursting forth from its ancient tomb beneath the floorboards arises the Lich. Welcome to Tales from the Lich. Day 42. Ronald didn't show up today. I spent most of the morning pacing up and down the stream bank, but by the mid-afternoon I had calmed my nerves. He'd been gone before. He was living his own life. Roll doesn't exist just for me. Poor bugger was probably just bored with the salmon, trout, crams, and oysters I've been providing for him. I'll see if I can't spruce things up for the lad if he returns. Day 48 Ronald showed up the next day, but he missed the day after. I'd been feeling so good about my trapping ability, I couldn't even satisfy a glorified lily pad. What the hell was I good for? I doubted Ronald would even notice if I didn't set all the traps. He didn't even eat that much, anyways. I decided to test this theory. I stopped setting all my traps. I gave Ronald half his usual portion, and I don't think he noticed. His splash certainly didn't convey any resentment. Given the demands he made when I first met him, the lack of acknowledgement was a slap in the face. If he had only acted impudent, I would have known he cared. Day 51. I've quartered his rations. No change in behavior. Ronald didn't even splash me when I gave him nothing. What must I do to feel warmth of my old friend once more? This morning I sliced my hand on my knife as I cut the cords for an improved basket design. I was in the reeds of the stream when it happened. Ronald rushed over to me. At first I thought he was comforting me in my embarrassed anguish. I soon realized, though, that this heartless, godless, incredibly selfish ghoul was only by my side to suckle the life force draining from my agonized hand. I yelled in frustration and trudged my way ashore, away from the malevolent leech. That night, I burned the fish. Chewing on its charred body, I realized I was incredibly bored with my meals. Life wasn't worth living if I was just here to eat lousy fish. I had no purpose. Day 53. This morning, I realized Ronald is quite plump from eating all of my food. I haven't eaten Ray before. What is life without trying new things? Day 54. Oh my god! What have I done? This morning I was overcome with irrational rage at the only friend I've had down here. Seeing his expectant eyes as I pulled up what was rightfully mine drove me in yet an unseen rage. Luring the creature that gave me a sense of purpose, I drew him into shallow waters and flipped him onto dry land. His smooth leather body convulsed and flailed for the stream. Desperately, he flung his body here and there trying to reach his home. I leapt on top of him. His body was too thick from the water. I couldn't hold him to bludgeon his brain with a rock. I had to lie on him and rely on the weight of my being to crush the spark of life out of him. I was in madness that I had desperately clung to this reliable ally that I had never before embraced. I prayed my cloak would absorb his moisture, allowing me to clutch his body and prevent him from that which he sought most, life. I succeeded. 
I prevented Ronald from experiencing anything ever again. I didn't even comprehend what I had brought until I was done cooking, my loyal comrade. It was as my knife sliced through his delicate hide that it dawned on me. I had deprived myself of meaning once more. Of course a fish was going to explore his habitat. Of course a fish would not know how to display affection in human forms. I had robbed Ronald of existence because he didn't live up to the dream I had conjured of him. Now I am friendless. Now I am without time. I must leave. Bruce, you've been down here in the Underdark for a couple months now. You're not sure the time's bleeding. All bleeding into each other day and night have long since been things of the past. The concept has been, you know, a race for your mind, the feeling of them. You're not sure if you've been walking for hours or minutes each time you rest. But you have managed to capture some fire beetles that you put in your old rum jar. Uh, it's a bunch of fire beetle babies, but you found that when you're wandering through the darkness, any of the little grubs and insects you see throw in, and they seem to be readily devouring them. And the glow they're giving off is enough for you to manage to... It's not an intense glow, but it's enough for you to see where you're going, uh, at least for... 20, 30 feet or so in a little dim light. You've just had a very traumatic experience. Uh, it's left you in a bit of a sour mood. Yeah, now I have regrets. The Underdark is uh, is unusually silent most of the time. Like that? I'm going to have you make a wisdom saving throw. It's going to be at 13. You can feel the loneliness creeping in again. Yeah. You don't let it get to you. You hike through it. The darkness, the, the oppressive ceiling always over you, never able to see the sky. But off in the distance, you start to hear some some sounds. There are sounds you haven't heard before, and you're not sure how far they are because everything, the sound is so distorted down here with how it carries and amplifies and bounces off things. But it's a sound that you've has a very clear direction down a cave on, on your side that you can see. Oh. Does it sound deliberate, or does it sound natural? It sounds more deliberate. It doesn't sound like any any natural sound. You're not sure what it is. It's faint okay. echoes. Maybe there's some voice in there. You're not sure. Uh, uh, just out of curiosity, is this, it, does it seem like it's coming from down, or does it seem like it comes from up? It's just coming from, you know... It's every, just like kind of all around? Yeah, every now and then or... you're walking through a tight passage, but then occasionally it opens up into a big cave. Sometimes it's just got one exit, sometimes it's got hundreds. And, you know, as you're getting into one of these larger openings, the passageway down your left is clearly carrying some sound. Okay, I'm, I'm going to keep following this because uh, I'd love to get out of these caves. And, I yeah. mean, sounds like it's kind of civilization. You begin heading down this passageway, and it, it it narrows and narrows and has a lot of bends. I mean, some occasionally even have to squeeze through, but it never seems to close off. All right. Uh, it's just kind of opening and whatnot. And you're not comfortable going through here, but the sound's are coming a little more often. They're not necessarily any louder, but they're definitely coming from... You know what? I Sorry, I'd like to inject. So when I started to hear these sounds, I started to sharpen my saw, just in case. I mean, it's been three months, and I haven't really had to use the thing. Walking down this path, you start to see, actually, a glow from up ahead. A glow? It's not flickering anything. It's maybe a light... A real light pulse. It's not like a candle or flame uh, flickering. I like to put my... my lantern down... I like to put a little alcove there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, take off my yellow cloak. I'm going to wrap it around my lantern. I'm going to 
put that on the side. So just, I just to cover the light? Yeah, just cover the light. And then, uh, but I want to be able to come back to it if I go to a light source and I want to come back. Right. But I'm, I'm just marking it off on my right. Uh, you begin heading towards this and you... I'm brandishing my sword and my shield. None of the sounds seem like they're getting any louder, but you still hear things every now and then are just that are not natural. Not natural sounds. Something's making it. You start to enter, enter into this light. You kind of make a turn in this cave, and it opens up into a cavern that's almost like the stones are all glowing. All right. And you can see very clearly in here, there's almost like a light buzzing coming from the stones, a little hum, a little... Just a little vibration, it feels like, coming from the stones. And the whole area is lit. You can see very clearly. You haven't seen this much light in a while. And it almost takes you back a bit how bright it is. Yeah. Uh, as you get in, step inside this cavern, there is a large blood stain on the ground. Something was here, and it looks like it has been a while. Okay, so it's rather congealed. And... Yeah, it's it's very black and dried up. Okay. Uh Dried up, sticky. Doesn't look like anything's. What's the kind of. What's the. Uh, Dimensions? Yeah. This blood stain. It's a pool, maybe three feet wide or so. Oh, so some, up. Something lost a lot of blood here. There's nothing. It's very clear. You can see the ceiling completely. Okay. Uh, okay. It's, I mean, it's maybe 20 feet high. There's nothing up there. You can see very clearly in here. There's no. There's a couple stalactites, stalagmites. From what you can see, there's nothing. Okay. Nothing in here. And it just looks like old dried blood. Nearby the dried blood, there's some dropped. Bits of clothing, and then a dagger. I'd like to grab this dagger, and actually what I'd like to do is I'd like to like saw off a little bit of one of these rocks that's glowing. Like, like just like the very tip of one of these slag, uh, slag mites. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to just like saw that off, and after I succeed, is it still glowing what's in my hand? Yeah, I mean, it... you're having trouble sawing it, but you could chip it off. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm... That's fine. I'm just like... Yeah, you could yeah, hammer at it, whatever, yeah. And you hit it with right. the butt of it. Yeah, yeah it still glows after. Yeah, it's still glowing. Are, are there any loose chunks of this rock around? You can go get a rock. I'm going to run back and get my rum jar. I'm going to take the bugs, and, uh... I'm... Shit, they're probably so fat, can't even get them out anymore, huh? I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my my hand on the very end of it, stop it up, suffocate the little bastards, and then after they're dead, after like, we'll just say I stood there for thirty minutes. I've been a very patient man these last three months, so I think I can just handle that. You know, I just stuff something in there. Now I'm just stopping the end of it. I'm fucking done with these bastards, and I don't want to feel like I had a hand in it. They're surprisingly. Not dead after 30 minutes. There's some of them are like they're slowing down. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you. I tried to kill a bunch of mice. <laughs> okay. This was awful. So like she had her baby like lose uh she had her or they weren't mice, they're sorry, they were uh, hamsters. She had uh one of them one of them got pregnant. She and and I was so mad at them when they even did this. They were like no, it would be funny if we had them mate or whatever. And like, they were seriously just joking around at the time. Like, they thought it'd be funny. And they were like, what's that about sex or whatever? And I was like, why would you do that? Then you'll have to deal with these babies. And I hate rodents. I mean, they're fine, but they're not pets. Anyway, so this rodent ends up getting pregnant and having like eight babies and then dies. 
So we have eight babies that can't nurse on anything. And they're just sitting there like one inch little squirming. And it's awful. So we have to put them all. I put them all in a plastic bag. And <sighs> just crying the entire time. And we put them all in a plastic bag. I try and put all the air out that I can. I seal it up. And I'm like, what do I need? What's the best thing to do? So I throw them into the freezer. And hope that they just freeze to death, right? And just die. We check on them like way later. They're still in there moving. And I'm like, this is awful. I don't know why these things are still alive. Like, I think we wrapped them up in paper towels too and just put them in there so we didn't have to look at them. But you'd see it squirming and moving. And it probably insulated them or something. I don't know. So then, so then we go and we're like, I don't know how to get rid of this. We got to get rid of these, but I don't want to like smash them all. That just seems like so awful. So we're like, let's just put them in this shoe box and let's, they're, they're sealed up in this plastic bag. Let's put them in the shoe box and let's bury them because you know, they'll just suffocate with no air. Like a day later, digs them up. And they're still squirming in there. I think we just threw them away. All right, well then I guess my method won't work. <laughs> we can find, we can say it does, but... I just want you to know, it won't work. <laughs> Alright. I just think it's funny that that's how you're going to handle them. You don't just douse them with water or whatever. Suffocate some beetles. No, yeah, no, no, no. I like, I like this feeling because I've been following this stream this whole time. Yeah, you're, you're, you've been near okay. a stream. I mean, you're not now because you walked off the path. Right, but I'm going to go back to the stream. I'm just going to drown these little fucks. Okay, so you're going to head back to the beetles. You're going to go back to the stream. Yeah. You're going to drown them. Yeah. Empty your bottle. Yeah. And then come back. I might not be able to empty it, but I figure they'll decay slowly. Oh, okay. Yeah, they'll... Rocks in there. Okay, so you're just going to fill it with water and then go back. Yeah. Because they'll still be glowing. Oh, the... The beetles will still be glowing when they're dead for a bit. Okay. Yeah, now... And then I'll, I'll pour the water out and I'll fill it up with, like, little... If there's like sand around here, sure. Yeah. Anywhere something. there's a stream, there's a you can find usually find a little bit of sediment of some sort like that. Yeah. So I'll put those those glowing rocks in there. Okay. You'll just break up a bunch of chips and throw them in there. Yeah. So okay. There, so it's all glowing. So I got and it, it's you got a jar full of glowing fucking, rocks. Yeah. Okay. Fucking tired of feeding those little buggers. When you get back, the blood stains still there. The rocks are still there. Uh, make a perception check. That'll be a nineteen. As you're chipping off rocks and trying to shove them in your bottle, you find actually a little pouch sitting there. It's got a little blood on the outside, but it's sitting there tightened up. I want to grab it. I want to look at it. Mm -hmm. I need a pouch. You know how valuables those are? Yeah, it's not very big. It's it's real small. It's, put more rocks in that. You could put a rock in there. You know, It might hold like 20 gold coins all in a row. Yeah, cool. Like Wait, a little uh... secret pouch. I know what I'm putting that. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. my nickname, 20 gold coins. 20 gold coins. Okay, yeah, no, let's open this thing up. Let's see what's going on in there. Okay. Inside, there's just this really, really fine dust. And one little pellet. Made the size of a centimeter round and just a, this spear. Perfect spear. All right, I'm going to lick my pinky. 
I'm gonna put it in this fine dust. All right. So this pouch is actually really nice. They can contain this fine dust. I thought this. Yeah, was yeah. Fun. It's like a it's like a real nice leather pouch. Oh uh, boy. Yeah. 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 yeah All yeah. right. Uh, when you when you <laughs> put your pinky in there, your finger starts to feel kind of cold. All right. I wanna I wanna lick that. I'll lick like the little dust particles out of my pinky. Because I'm not like dousing my whole fucking pinky. Sure. Oh, when you pull your pinky out, there's nothing stuck to it. Your pinky's completely dry. I'm still gonna lick my pinky. Okay. Get a little bit of that acid. You wanna get you want some of that dust? Is yeah. that what you're trying to do? Yeah. Okay. You put some in your mouth and you just feel it just drying out. You're getting severe cotton mouth. Alright, I'm rolling back to that stream. What the fuck did I just eat? I mean you have some water or whatever, you could try that first. Oh right. <laughs> before you get real drastic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm running home. <laughs> After you put some of the dust in your mouth, you notice it's starting to turn. Yeah, little granules are starting to kind of congeal in your mouth, I guess. You put in this fine powder, but it's almost like you've got little, and not very many, but a couple like particles of like sand in your mouth almost. Well, I'm going to scrape those out because this thing is fucking particular. I'm going to scrape those out and I'm going to put them back in the pouch. I'm going to okay. seal that bad boy up. Okay, while you're investigating uh, this pouch and playing around with it, you hear the echoes of an awful scream. Um, all right, well, I'm going to put the patch in my back jean pocket. I'm going to brandish my sword and shield again. I'm going to go find out what's going on, because I do not like screams. People need help. People, I'm here to help them. People need help. Here's the thing. Many of my best-selling stories have started with these kinds of screams. So I'm excited to figure out what's going on over here. Yeah, so you head off into the light. All right. Wait, but I'm already in the light. I know, it's still in the light. So I want to be hugging the walls as I'm going over there. Oh, sure, yeah, you can be stealthy, yeah. If you're in, like, light. Like, I mean, I'm, I realize I'm not stealthy because I got my sword and my shield out, but, you know, like, I'm I hugging mean, that wall. It's not quite this bright, but it's bright. It's, like, house bright. Like, a dim house bright. All right. So, yeah, I mean, it's not... I can see color. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You All can right. see the color spectrum here. Wait, what color is that dust? White? Yeah, it's, like, just a real white. Okay. Kind of a, a taupe. Shit, I don't even know what that word means. It sounds like some fancy-ass dust. Yeah, it's taupe dust. Yeah, it's just, you know, a little little hint of uh, of coffee in it. Eh. <laughs> so you're heading down this... It, it, the whole area is lit, and you kind of feel this... It's a, You're still feeling it. It's a little more intense as you're getting into it further and further. Well, yeah. There's kind is of that the, scream still going? Or is it just the scream, oh, the scream was... One and done. And that? Oh, yeah. The scream off in the distance, but there's a... That oppressive buzzing sound is coming. Hey, what? Ex- explain this buzzing. It's real light, but it feels like... You, you you get the impression it's coming from the area you're in. Is it's a hum or a buzz? It's not quite a hum. I guess it's a low hum. It's almost like the stones around you have this little vibrating right. frequency that's kind of occurring. It's just this... L- l- and it's real low... But with the silence here, it's it's kind of weighing on you. But you heard the scream, and you start heading down towards the path. Uh, but it you once you heard the scream, you didn't hear anything else for quite a bit of time. Yeah, basically the paths are going are are wandering. You don't need your glowing rock light, so I assume you put that in your pack or whatever. Yes, yeah, someone over my shoulder. And you've got a sword and a shield yeah. ready, and it's a long sword. Yes. So you're walking. It's maybe. About, I don't know, a little bit after you're walking, you start to hear, or a little bit after the scream, after you started heading towards the scream, maybe a minute, you start to hear more noises coming down. What kind of noises? It almost sounds like 
battle. A battle? Yeah, there's, it's, you've been in a, uh, you have been in battle, right? Yes. Okay. I, I'll make you sure. Let me tell you about some battles. Yeah, yeah go ahead. All right. All right. So, I mean, the one that helped me make my name for myself, the battle of Blue Run. It was Hill, and we were, we were the Blue Roosters. Mercenary Corps hailed in honor of the late King Belazlareth. Don't even make me say that again. So his son was trying to claim his throne while he was still alive. And so he hired us. We got on. We were surrounded by the enemy. And uh, in that battle, at night, I happened to infiltrate the enemy corps. And I got in there. And I talked to their commanders. And I convinced them that they were a bunch of rubbish. And they just started attacking one another. I took part. At the end of the day, Blue Roosters won. They all did. <laughs> Obviously, I elaborate more on what was said and what was mm. done, but that's you got to pay to read the full details. Yeah, you buy my book. Okay, so you hear the sounds of. You're not sure where it's coming from. It's too far off, and it's real faint, echoey. But you're pretty sure it's battle. You've heard enough. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start moving a little bit more quickly. People need help. I'm there to help. Okay. You start trotting along. Giving I, I am not trotting. I the, am lightly jogging. The God Bolt Jog. The God Bolt Jog is another tale. Let's not get into that right now. It's a whole nother regimen for getting into shape before you travel. Use chapter three. Paladin. You don't want to go out there if you're not fit. Who's your god again? Malachi. I don't remember what he's the god of. Nature. <laughs> you hear the sounds of battle distance, you're jogging towards it, and the cave is narrowed to a point where it's basically just one, two people wide, just varying in distance, turning, 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 not really many paths off, but you, can, right. you can hear the sound up ahead. And then the cave opens up again. The sound of battle dies off pretty soon after this cave opens up, and you get into a wide cavern, real wide, real long, and you can see very clearly the whole thing's still lit. Is there any sign of battle? No, nothing here. The battle sounded like it was further off still, from what you can see. But you I can don't see the think I took the wrong time. No, no, no. You were heading towards it, and then it cuts off. All right, well, I'll just as, keep going then. As you're heading through this cavern, you come across a very gruesome scene. You first see it on the wall. There's weird marks covering the wall. Uh, they're all about, you know, what you could reach maybe as a human, maybe a little less, somewhere human height. They're all, like, human height. Uh, you know, in a six-foot range. And there are just smears on the wall in this weird pattern of blood. Yeah, all, all, all these weird patterns, all these smears are all blood. It's all blood here. Yeah, you're walking up and you can see it. It's dripping down. You, It looks like blood from where you are as you're approaching it. And as you get closer and closer, you get to a scene. There's a body on the ground. There's a bunch of scattered equipment. There's uh, Tell me about shorts. this equipment. Uh... There's a dagger, hammer, warhammer, short sword all strewn around, a shield. That shield looks better than my shield? It does. But I want to grab it. It's attached to a hand. Okay, I'll take it off the hand. The hand is not attached to anything else, though. All right. Then that should be real easy. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. All right, I drop my shield, grab this shield, let's go. Well, explain this shield to me. Is it? A... It's oh, round. It's clearly a dwarven make. Clearly a dwarven round shield. Yeah, it's covered. How large? It's got how, blood how on it and some dents in it, but it's a big, you know, three-foot shield. 
All right, good. I like these. Yeah, it's a big round shield. It's got some. You can tell it's a dwarven, big dwarven like uh, carving on the front. Uh, bass relief. You know what? I'm gonna take a nearby corpse. There's one corpse. One corpse. All and right. and let me describe the corpse to you. All right, describe this stupid corpse to me. The corpse is clearly a dwarf in a bunch of pieces, all arranged in this weird pattern. It's a female, too. You can tell from the a face. A female dwarf? Okay, that's important. Yeah, All right. it is. It's important. Female dwarf laid out in this weird pattern. All right. Cut up and, cut up and clearly arranged. And there's a weird symbol on the wall written in blood all over. Just handprints smeared on the wall. That's fucked up. Haven't seen this shit in a while. Tons of blood. There's a shield. And All right. some, so some scraps of clothing and whatnot. But And what I'm doing is I'm putting... My old shield, I'm putting it, like, under this corpse here. I'm just, like, scooping it under all these pieces or whatever. Just in case I don't like this shield. I'm going to come back and get my old shield. You're scooping it under? Yeah. That way, if someone else comes across me, they don't see it. Maybe they'll start out, they're like, yeah, it's corpse, and then keep on going. Okay, yeah, and this all looks fresh to you, too, actually, as you're looking at the blood is all still right. kind of pouring out, talk, actually. Explain this pattern that everything is laid out in. Like, how small the, are these chunks? It's how everywhere there's a chunk? joint... Everywhere okay. there's a bend on your body, it's cut. Okay. So, you know, you've got your arm. I mean, the fingers are all... I know joints. I assume you have the same joints. They do. Fingers are all cut off. There's a hand, you know... There was a hand cut off holding the shield still, but cut off at the wrist, cut off at the elbow, cut off at the shoulder, legs, feet. Um, those are all cut into sections. Is it laid out like a person? No. It's laid out in some... You don't know what the pattern is, but it clearly looks like someone arranged it. You know, there's weird spirals made with the arms leading off into the fingers and the tips. You know, and the bodies are all just... It's, it's this weird, just kind of fairy-flowing spiral-like pattern. And it's mimicked on the wall in blood. Did they cut off the breasts? No. The breasts are intact. Okay. All right, yeah. Um, You're pretty sure. I mean, the clothing the clothing is all on. Yeah. The clothing, the armor is all on where where it could be. Okay. And it's chain mail. Uh, but it's it's... Yeah, it's probably too small for you. I don't... What are you wearing, anyway? Okay, so let me tell you what I'm wearing. I guess, uh... So I went back and I have my cape now that I'd wrapped around my jug. It's a yellow cape. Right. And I have a blue rooster shirt on. Uh, around my neck, I've got, like, a little... In this time, I realized I've been getting a lot of sweat coming down, so I have a little bandana going on. I mean, it, it is relatively cool down here. It's only when you're working well yeah i was working do you know how exhausting it gets you know like i just gotta keep that hair out of my eyes gotta keep everything out of my eyes yeah that's love my eyes um and so i've got some chain mail on a blue rooster shirt and uh leather leather boots okay you're wearing chain mail yeah the body's arranged in these weird spiraling forms you're not you've never you've never seen anything like this well i guess actually give me Give me an arcana check. No. A religion check. A religion check? Give me a religion check. This yeah. guy's pretty good at that. Hey. He's not very good at it. You're unfamiliar with this. This doesn't mean anything to you, but you you do get the impression that, I mean, it's, it's obvious it's very intentional and it has some meaning to someone else. Uh, well, so yeah. okay, so yeah, the shield it's it it yeah, it's a nicer quality shield than you had. It's a dwarven make. I mean it's nothing uh I mean the shield's clearly better than yours, it's not beat up, it's not a weird gross kite shield or whatever you're carrying. 
you leave the blue rooster you know, emblem shield alone. Right. What a pride and honor when you're making a shield. So you don't you don't hear anything else, but you still know where I mean you found this scene, but you know where the the sound was coming from still. I mean you're still in a big cavern heading just one direction. Okay, so it seems like this was not the creation of the sound. The more sounds going on beyond these. Beyond this. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You're pretty sure because you came as you were entering this room it kinda died off, but it was not this close. Alright. It's well, still quite a distance. Let's away. let's keep going. As you're wondering for Do you want to get any bonuses from our defense? With this better shield. No, it just looks better. Quality. Oh, it's it just not... looks okay, but I'm going back to my comfort shield. Good thing that I hit it under that corpse. I scoop it out from under, put it back on, let's go. Blue roosters. So, <laughs> so what are you doing with the other shield? It's the shield is not it's clearly a better make, but it is not any better defensively. However, it will last longer. Oh shit. You really You know, it's it's a superior make, no question. Okay, you know, I'm strapping it to my back. That okay. way if some idiot archer shoots me from behind, thud. You gotta watch out the for bank. those dark archers. Yeah. Okay, so you've got the shield, the dwarven shield strapped to your back. Yeah. You got the blue rooster shield on your arm. Yeah. You got a long sword. Yeah. And you head towards the sounds where you think they were coming from. Exactly. Okay. You walk for another maybe 15, 20 minutes, and you start to hear the sounds of conversation. All right. Do I understand this language? Uh, <clears throat> no, you don't. You hear, and it's not full conversation. You, <laughs> you don't understand it. It's something you've never heard. And it's not full conversation. It's just the occasional utterance, I guess. All right. I'm going to be sneaking. Sneaking. Give me a stealth check. That'll be uh, 17... Plus a two, that'll be a nineteen. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're fine. You, you're able to just sneak up, just fine. Uh, and you can kind of, you don't appear around the corner, but you can get close enough to where you can make out the sounds very clear. And you can tell there's a group right around the corner, and you're not sure. The conversations, it's weird for you to hear. There's a, uh, it's 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 very sporadic, not. It's very disjointed, very few. It's not like you're hearing actual sentences. You're just hearing a thing here. Long pause. Yeah, grunt. You're hearing a lot of basic body sounds, but not a lot of words. The occasional word that you don't understand. So tell me, um, all right, so battle sounds are gone, and it's just these mm-hmm. weird things. Mm-hmm. Do these sound terse or do these sound relaxed? Do they sound like relieved? It's, it's, like, it's, what it's, the general emotion I'm getting here? You get the impression of urgency, right. but not anger, not happiness, more just quick responses, long gaps between what you assume are words. Okay. So I'm just stealing this rock cave there's nothing around me mm-hmm. that I can it's use all completely to, like, lit. construct you're basically in a small you've come down into a small cave that's kind of maybe eight feet high or so and, and not much wider than you are and you're just around the corner and you can hear them you're guessing they're maybe 20-30 feet away you can get that close to them without without arousing suspicion you're so sneaky alright I want to stay away from them I mean, I have no way to communicate with these beings. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to a person in months. So I think what I'd like to do is uh, I'm going to like kind of like hold my position, shield out, 
in like resting in a kneeling position. Right, ready to take a hit or grab yeah. a pounce if you have to. Okay. Yeah, and so until then, I'm gonna wait until I either hear them walking away, in which case I will follow, or I want to wait until I hear. And also, if I'm following, I want to be following at a distance, and also only whenever the cave is about as wide as I am. I do not want to be walking out into some wide cavern. You know, okay. I want to be able to be defensive. Or if they're, like, staying where they are, want to stay and listen, and maybe try to pick up some sort of dialect I recognize, something. Sure. While you're sitting there, waiting, crouching, hoping, you're not sure what they're talking about, you start to understand the occasional word in common, like hurry and friend, help. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my sword, I'm gonna clank my shield. Okay. There's there's and I'm gonna say, who's there? Hey, hey out there, who's there? Yeah. Who's there? You guys are resting. You're getting ready to make your move, you're just having your little conversation mentally. Say, Eric, I feel so rested now. <laughs> You are much calmer now. The rats are gone. I'm They've glad re- you've recovered. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they assured you they ran off, and you're feeling you're feeling okay about it. I'll do my best to not run like that again, unless I'm in a marathon or something. Well, I have many forms. I'll try to avoid the rat for you. You suddenly hear metal clanking on metal. Who's that? Who is that? Is someone around? <clears throat> You hear from around the corner this voice. It's maybe 20, 30 feet away, and it's off just just where you're heading, the way you're planning on heading, just around the corner as it's turning. Friend begins feeling a surge of magic again, but underneath the surface like it's being you're ready. Getting, He's apprehensive, ready. He, you know, after this fear ordeal. I call, <coughs> I call out, Old friend, we mean you no harm. And it, Yeah, it's in common, just to make that clear. He's right. speaking in common. Okay. Friend, okay. Friend calms down. What's... What's going on here? What's the deal? What's the deal with this dwarf? Is she... Is she... Is it a female? Uh, she... She was with us. Yeah. Yeah, it was female. She... She, she means you no harm either, friend. I don't think she's gonna be harming no one. Well, why? What became of Eldith? Why is that? Is she okay? She's multiplied. Multiplied. Sarath comes around the corner with a crossbow drawn looking at you. I got my shield up. A dark elf comes around the corner staring at you and he's got a hand crossbow and a short sword aimed at you. um, um, He he motions you to come out. No. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Sarath looks back at you guys. Um, and I, he, he mentally he mentally communicates to you because you're still under stool's rapport spores. Uh, can um, I see? No, he's person? around the corner. He's around oh, the corner. Okay. Sarath is going forth. Sarath has walked forward, turned around a corner, and he's drawn his crossbow. And you can see he's like just down the hall. He's yeah. he's not very far, twenty feet away, and he's got his crossbow drawn. You guys can see Sarath. Mm-hmm. I like to go over and that. walk to like next to Sarath. Does okay. friend will go yeah. over and walk next to Sarath to see what's going on? Just describe yourself, Bruce. Some rather honky fella. Got to... Even though I've been down in these depths for about three months, I've still got pretty luscious golden locks, but they're held back by a yellow 
hairband. Got on a yellow cape and uh, it looks like a pretty chunky uh, blue shirt with a rooster on it. You think that it's probably, there's probably chainmail beneath there. Got on some very tight fitting leather boots. And uh, you know, I probably, I, I look like I'm a young human. Probably look like I'm in my like early 30s. Okay, and he's holding a shield up. He's crouched, he's got his long sword ready. And he's just kind of in a very defensive position. Can I tell he's a human? Oh yeah, you're not. Oh, really so I can see right over there, there and you yeah. can. I can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can see he's a, he's clearly okay. a human, and it's a well lit area. You're still it's all still well lit. Sure, Sarah, this is this is wait. He's perfectly okay. He's just another guy down here. Come here, let's be friends. He is a typhling. He's got you. You've seen typhling. Seems I've only seen. You know, you, you a dark seen... elf and a typhling. I'm gonna stay right where I am. You, you haven't seen too many typhlings. That you know, they're not that common, right? I've seen it, I've but seen you're, it, you know I mean, them. They're not. Fred is walking towards Bruce Godbolt like open arms. He's yeah, just he's walking slowly. Come here, hey, I'm what's your name? Up. I'm backing up. I want to get into a nice narrow corridor. This dude is not hugging me without getting stabbed. I want to know what's going on with this dwarf. Uh, I I I call out. We're, we don't know about any multiplication, multi multiplying friends. Well, she's been chopped up in a bunch of pieces. What's going on here? What? Who's all my friends? Elder has been like chopped this. up. Wait, she she's not okay. I heard some sort of battle sound, and I come across her. What's going on here? I will cast fairy fire so you can just see that we're everything's we're... lit. Oh, that's you're fair. still in the lit cavern. So, but I'm still like around the corner. He's still, still around the corner. So you can't see him unless you go. Only friend and starts getting view of his beautiful locks. Yeah. Um, nice welcoming party. I like your hair. Mm. Uh, you know tell what? Me about your hair. Yeah, tell me about your hair. What you got going on with it? Friend's hair is like also gorgeous and flowing and like a sunset color. That, you know, meaning it's not just one color like of orange or red or whatever. It seems to be all of the reds and orange and almost shades of purple that you see, you know, dur during a sunset. His hair is quite gorgeous. Is that coming for titlings or are you like a special... Is this something special here? Oh, you... <clears throat> you mean... Are you noticing... Are you, are you, are you, are you talking about my hair? Well, now I'm looking for some knowledge real quick. Looking for some hair knowledge. Some hair history here. You want my, hair, you want... What's my hair history? You want a hair <laughs> history check? Yeah. Hair history check. Just give me a straight up intelligence check. Believe me. I mean, from what you can gather, I mean, you don't know too much about the Typhlings, but what you do know is that all the ones you've seen have been radically different. All right. They, they, a lot of them have horns, but some have huge horns, some have little stubs, uh, hair color, skin color. What's his horn status? What's your horn status? They're, they're like medium sized and they, they sort of, they come up and they curve around just a bit, like just enough to be sort of like, uh, have some flair. Not like full on curve, like a ram's horn or anything like that, but uh, yeah, but a little curve to be sort of uh, swaying. All right. Um, a little deep gnome comes around the corner to to look at you. I'd like to go around the corner too. Sure, a deep gnome and a a gnarled old elf come around the corner. All right, I'm starting to see that this is like kind of like an assorted party here, not some sort of you know. I'm used to this in mercenary troops. I'm used to you know lots of different races and all that. So 
I'm kind of relaxing a little bit. This guy seems pretty friendly, and you know, I like I like it. I like old ears. You know, a lot. Got great tails. Yeah. Like to, you know, maybe uh, plagiarize some of them tails. Let's go. And you've never seen a deep gnome, but you've you've heard of them. They're not some complete unknown myth. Right. Uh, he's got very gnome features, but his skin is very rock-like and almost blends in with the surroundings. All right. He looks at you and says to you in common, pretty fluent common. He's like, Where, where's our friend? Where, where's this dwarf? Oh, uh, the dwarf's back this way. Uh, probably probably should guard yourselves. Come take a look at this. What, what was that bar I was saying that I heard earlier? I'm sorry, what sound? I, I heard a lot of clinging and clanging and battling. We were attacked by were-rats. Make an intelligence check. Five. You've never heard of were-rats. We were captives of the drow when we escaped, and we were trying to make our way to Sloobladoop. Where were these rats? Uh, back the way we came. I don't recommend it. Oh, so simply from there, from the their rats. All right. Yeah. So let's, let's come back this way. I'll, I'll show you... Wait, friend. Eldritch. What are you doing down here in the Underdark by yourself? It's, uh, kind of... I've been down here for a while. been making my way. It's... Kind of a long tail. Um, let's just let's go find your friend real quick. You should guard yourselves. Oh, we will. All right. The the deep gnome introduces himself. I'm Jim Jar. What's your name? Jim Jar. I'm Bruce Scott Bolt. Here's a gun. You probably haven't heard of me, but I'm sure your friends have. <laughs> I think I may have one time. Bruce is a great name. Yeah. Yeah, Sarath is still holding his crossbow and his short sword. He's just staring at you very cautiously. Yeah, I'm gonna keep my shield kind of like aimed at him. Okay, so that crossbow goes off. Jim Jars, if you don't mind, would you lead the way? Um, it's a little awkward here. Uh, could you have your friend lower crossbow? Jim Jars puts his hand up on Sarath's crossbow, reaches up, pulls it down. Sarath reluctantly says, okay, and he holsters it, because he knows he's got the numbers if it came down to it. All right. Well, I know I've got the charm if it comes down to it, so I'm going to keep on going. Let's just go. I uh, start strolling. The rest, well, the rest of the I party... these people. The rest of the party kind of comes around the corner. How many are there? Uh, so you've seen Friend, you've met Sayaric. You guys introduce yourselves, I assume. You've met Jim Jar and Sarath. Ront comes around. He's an orc. He's in heavy chainmail. He's covered in blood, but he seems to be in actually good spirits, and he's okay. All right. And he comes around the corner. He's he, blood he, someone else's blood. His. Well, you're not sure, but you assume it's his. It looks like he's been stabbed, but okay. he seems okay. He puts his hand on Sierra because he's comfortable with him now. And then a little mushroom comes around the corner and just like looks at you and kind of bounces a little. And it's what's about the deal with that? <laughs> what is the deal with that? Well, he's he's a denizen of the Underdark. He he was a captive with us. He's he's actually quite helpful. He's a great friend. And he's, he's just a, a, he. he's just a nice kid. We are gonna go on about this in a few. All right, let's keep going. How many? Oh, sorry. And then uh, at, right after Stool makes his appearance, Prince Darendel comes around the corner. What is that mushroom's name? <laughs> oh, his name is Stool. Stool. All right. And right afterwards, a huge hulking creature comes around the corner. He's about seven, eight feet tall, covered in fur. I mean, if you and were vomit. To, And vomit. Yeah, there's vomit on him. And you've heard stories of old of wolf men and stuff, and he kind of reminds you of that. 
Yeah. But he just comes around the corner and he's kind of smiling. He doesn't know he has vomit in his fur. And no one's wanted to tell him. Okay. So he's just smiling and looks at you. So this is just his look. Yeah. This is what I assume is this is just like what he does. Okay, so yeah, so Darren Mills is huge. He's very a very imposing creature, but he looks... He's kind of... Uh, you assume he's smiling. It's kind of like... It's not quite like a dog smile, but it's like open mouth, just hanging, jaw hanging, just... Searith? And is there a Searith? Sarith. Sarith. Sarith and Searith. All right. Yeah. And the only people who've spoken to you in common so far, no one's talked to you in Dwarven or anything, because they don't know you speak that. Searith friend Jimjar are the only ones who've spoken to you in common. All right. I'm not going to reveal that I know Dwarven. Ron, Ron, you know, probably knows Common. He's the orc. Right. Uh, but he hasn't said anything. He's just, he's ready. He's got a dagger out. It's the only weapon he trusts anymore. Ron? <laughs> Where's our friend? Yeah, you know, she, she's back this way probably a good, like, 15 minutes or so. Okay. He turns around and starts leading you. You guys all immediately notice he's wearing her shield on his back. And it's covered in In addition to the shield he was holding up? He has a shield he was holding up, and he's got an eldest round dwarven shield very clearly on his back with blood on it. Where did you get that shield? I got off your friend. Hmm, the Underdark is a harsh place. I understand. When you've been down here for a couple months, you learn that you gotta take advantage of every little thing you find. Lead on. Please. Alright. Still mentally, you guys probably have... Five ten minutes left of stools, rapport spores. He's like, I'm, I'm scared. I, I'm gonna calmly, through the party line, tell spore, stool. Sorry, tell stool. <laughs> Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> stool hears you think that. <laughs> Remain vigilant, little one. You're with friends. Okay, and Darnell pets him as he's carrying him. Fucking loves to. He's a really great guy. So he's carrying Elvis Bloody Shield in the back. You guys say it's okay, whatever. He leaves. I mean, I mean it's not okay, we're but not. you're you're suspicious we're a little. Suspicious. You got to be a little yeah. suspicious. It's it is her bloody shield, but he did bring it up and he did confront you. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it also could be a trap. No, I'm. That's what I'm thinking. So he's leading you back. You guys come come into a wide cavern. You've been following a narrow passage with. No real, uh, no real outlets. You come across a wide passage. All of a sudden, the cave widens quite a bit. And there's, he brings you up to, as you're approaching, you see it on the wall first before some large rock comes out of you so you can see it on the ground. But on the wall, you see these large markings and this weird, weird, clearly methodically painted symbol. Looks like it was done in blood with a handprint. On the, the, symbol, on the cave wall. The symbol is of a handprint? No, no, no. It was done in blood with a handprint. Just a the, hand. What does the symbol look like? It's kind of a spiraling shape. You're not sure what it means. You don't mm-hmm. know. I guess I guess you guys can make... Do a history check? Religion, please. Religion check is what I meant. Give me an R check. 15. 12. Neither of you are familiar with it at all. Okay. As you're approaching it. But once you round this low rock that's kind of blocking your view, you can see it on the wall, but you can't see anything on the ground level. As you round the corner, he shows you a body lying on the ground. And it's very clearly Eldith. Mm-hmm. But Eldith has been cut into pieces and is laid down in a weird shape that is mimicking what's on the on the wall. 
Uh, the blood, there's a lot of blood everywhere, but her body parts have been cut. Every joint has been just cut at the at that spot and formed into these weird spiraling patterns. Wait, where's Wendell? You don't see Wendell or Boopito. Oh, I hope he's okay. Uh, Bruce, was it? Yeah, this morning. You, you found her this way. Yeah, I heard some sort of battle sounds. I heard a sc- Actually, first, I heard a scream. So I came down this pathway, went through a bunch of different paths, and I heard some sort of battle sounds, found her, kept on moving past, found you. Oh, this kind of travesty cannot come from nature. And you didn't you didn't see a small human boy either? You're the first people I've seen. There's uh, clearly on the ground you see Eldest Warhammer. She's still wearing her chainmail. Wendell's dagger, the, his short sword that he had is on the ground. The dagger that Bupito handed to him is on the ground. But otherwise, it's just a bunch of blood pouring from Elvis' body. Alright, so I'll find some sort of like blood print and uh, dagger and some like torn clothing and all that back further this way at like the start of the glowing rocks. Dagger. And, and just so you recall, your sight was very clearly old. Right. This site is very fresh. Right. Yours, was, yours was clearly a long time ago. Right, but this is still some shady sure. shit yeah, yeah, going yeah. down there. I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a different. Sorry, I didn't. Where's Shushar? I forgot Shushar's here. What's Shushar? I was like, he was afraid to come around the corner, but he's been following the group, and you just kind of, you know, you're leading down this narrow hallway, and a fish man walks up. You hear a splish splash. A wide eyed guy comes up and. It looks at you, it looks down, and he's a big, a huge tear forms. Just... I have a question for you. Can you put my hand on Shushar, on, on his shoulder? It's I, have, I have a very serious question for you. How much does Shushar look like a river ray? Oh, um, 30%. No, 20%. 20%, so I'm not really... No, you... Nothing about the... The body says human... But it's right in the face, just a little. When he opens his mouth, it's like, I like Shoe Shop. There's a bit of just a river ray there, just a little, a hint. Okay. Shoe Shop, we must make it to Slubladoop. There's no more time to waste. Um, your your spores have, have run out. Okay. Um, so you guys are just kind of. I look at Shoe Shop and say, Slubladoop. He, he nods at you, his wide eyes get wider. That point. Go. Um, Sarath, Shushar says something to Sarath in, uh, in Undercommon. Uh, they're speaking to each other, and then Sarath is like, points this way. And he points to the direction you just came from. And uh, they start walking. Jimjar picks up the equipment that's useful Eldest Warhammer, the dagger, the short sword. Eldest backpack is there too. He grabs that or gives it to someone who doesn't have one. I guess he doesn't have one. He throws it over his shoulder. Shushar does kind of some meditating over the body um, as you guys are walking off. And then he reluctantly starts to follow you, just unsure of the situation. You guys don't see any evidence of prints or anything. It's all stone, so you can't see if Wendell and Bupito went anywhere or any signs of anything else. Okay. I mean, we're just going to Slubaloo. Yeah, if I uh, we can't see you, yeah, any you, clues, can't see it, can't figure anything out. I mean, you. I guess you can make a survival gone. check, but I don't know if any of you are good at it. I like to make an Arcana check to see if this is magically uh, some sort of dark ritual. Oh, I, I mean, you you, you assume That's it's religion. 
Yeah, it's a religion thing. Okay. You assume it's a an offering of sorts. Okay, so I don't know what it is. Okay. Yeah. You're not sure what it is, but you're pretty sure it's not magical okay. in any format. You 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 recognize it as some kind of right, right. You recognize it as some kind something of significance to a cult or a person okay. or whatever. It's a person it's it's someone's personal ritual or an elaborate ritual for some being. Mm-hmm. You guys march on after seeing Elvis mutilated body. There's no sign of Wendell, no sign of Bupito. Uh, no sign of anything else nearby. Sarath is leading. He takes you back by through the cave that uh, Bruce, you came through and saw the blood. Alright. Uh, he doesn't seem to even mind. He can tell it's old. He just he just walks right by. For not too long after you guys are marching, it darkens again. Did we go down the path that I came from? I believe so. That's yes. what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're heading down that path. Yeah, the same we, path that I entered into this lighted room. So we're going down that same dark path. Yeah, because you entered into this lighted room from a from a cavern that had, you know, a handful of different passages. All right. So you do head back by where you dropped your bugs off, or where you drowned your bugs. Okay. So we're going home. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, don't worry about fun. it. I'm a survivor. <laughs> Drowning bugs. <laughs> so you you walk back. You, there's a stream. You guys approach a stream. You're able to get some water. Okay. Um, you know what? Just to help them out because these waters can be contaminated. I'm gonna cast my spell to irradiate these waters, make them safe for them to drink. Irradiate. Irradiate. <laughs> that's that's the word you use. Yeah. Purify? No, no. irradiate. <laughs> Paladins irradiate. Okay. So he irradiates your water. We have a five foot radius for our purifying. Okay. I have conjure water. I don't care. Well, I'm doing that for the rest of you. He's going right. to irradiate just, your conjured just, water. Just saying my part. <laughs> <laughs> Green rays floating. Anyone that grabs water yeah. out of this stream is the fine. The stream is fine. It's just a stream. It's What's some making afraid? No stream is just fine. I've been down here three months. I know. I feel like it's wearing on you. <laughs> I feel like I saw it wearing on you. No, I'm good. I like no, him. there was some pencil tapping. I like him. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You like him a little less. He isn't talking to you when he says that. He's talking to himself. <laughs> I saw it. It was just that was some. Yeah, that was some David Letterman just. <laughs> just shut up already. <laughs> you guys are able to drink. You find you find plenty of food, and and, and Bruce seems. Uh, I've hunted these waters. Yeah, I've been hunting this stream. I know this stream. He pulls out a light. He's the only one who can't see down here. Oh. So the rest of you. I mean, I guess fortunately for the rest of you, the two people missing or the couple people missing, two of them that couldn't see are gone. Darwinism. Darwinism. Oh, dude, it is working out oh, here almost. <laughs> <laughs> so he pulls out he's got a rock he's got a uh, a jar filled with rocks that he's chipped off from uh from those caves you guys have just passed through that you guys all know uh you you've been explained as the the fairsmiths mm-hmm. there's some dead bugs in there too and there's a couple dead beetles and water at the bottom it's okay there's it's no a water jar in there i drained that you drained it okay so at the bottom of this jar there are a bunch of glowing dead beetles. Some sand? Yeah, some glowing sand. I thought, oh, okay. I thought you put a layer of sand and then show the shoving rocks. Uh, okay. Yeah. 
Sorry, there's a bunch of glowing dead beetle, beetles and a bunch of rocks piled on top of them that are also glowing. He slipped okay. and said glowing dead readers. Okay. <laughs> Let's edit it out. Are you carrying it, just carrying it? How are you carrying it? Yeah, I'm just carrying it forward. My like, a, like a torch. Yeah. yeah, he's just holding it like a little torture lantern sure. or something. Okay. And you're still, now that you've got into bullet... Okay, sorry, repeat. So I have the... the I've taken off the key on the back side so that it's only going forward so people can't see from behind. It's projected. Got it. Yeah. Right, yeah. I just want to fucking make sure no one's following. Well, I mean, they'll still see it. It's lighting up the hall in front of you. Well, they aren't going to see the source. (laughs) (laughs) They will. There'll be a big shadow right in the middle. Maybe they'll kill these other motherfuckers first. (laughs) We're going to edit that out. (laughs) So, I mean, food is relatively abundant here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Survival checks, you guys can pass with that to, to find your forage forage for food and street. Uh, street Food and water is easy. Okay, I'd like to pack some extra if I can. I have a backpack. Yeah, you guys have backpacks, you have skins, you have, mm-hmm. uh, you have room. Um, Godbolt's got the only light going, but he needs it easy. Human. 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 Uh, you guys march on for another day, basically another eight hours or so. We, uh... As we march for the day and, you know, the large cavernous shadows overcome us as we pass through, you know, our, our the, Bruce's light source barely penetrates up to the vaulted mm-hmm. ceilings and we hear skitterings. Um, I don't say a lot. I, I, I mostly, I mostly grunt uh, as I struggle for, uh, you know, the exertion of climbing up over rocks and stuff. Um, and, uh, I feel personally a very terse, um, tension. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think you interrupt him to say you're not saying anything. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 sure. You guys, you guys are wondering that you guys, I just, we're, I'm not comfortable. No, you aren't. And in general, you guys have to be quiet. I mean, you haven't really been down here traveling. That was your first day before yeah. you guys rested and then were attacked by were rats. Right. Uh, and during the also during the marching, uh, friend is going to be inspecting Bruce. Yeah, fairly intently, just sort of you know, getting the lay of his equipment and how it, what kind of clothes you know, he look, has. I look pretty capable. I've been down here for about three months and pretty comfortable with the end of the duck. Um, I'm rather well fed for what you'd expect for someone to be down here in on uh, unexpected circumstances, and um, you know I. I look like I'm pretty capable down here, just in general. And I'm also going to be traveling next to Bruce. Sure. And Bruce is kind of... Bruce is not leading. Sarath is leading. But Bruce can stay up front. He's familiar enough so far with the area that he's kind of staying up front because he's mm-hmm. he's walked these these halls. He seems interested in it to some degree. Sure. And you guys are following a stream for the most part right now. I would like... I, I, I'm going to walk near um, Shushar and... Um, stool, and I feel like even though not a lot of words are exchanged other than necessities, mm-hmm. that we are kind of clumped as this traveling companion. Sure, and stool's being carried by Darren. Yeah, yeah, stool's mm-hmm. too slow to walk and handle yeah. this. And Darrenville doesn't mind because he loves all his woodland creature friends, even sure. if they're the underwoodlands, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as Russians. he would call them. Underwoodlands. The underwoodlands. <laughs> Ront, uh, Ront has taken the, the rear guard. Mm-hmm. He's very comfortable there listening uh, listening in the back. He's got uh, 
He's got his dagger at the ready. By now, you've traveled long enough that Stool has covered you in his spores. Yeah, right. He occasionally, a couple times a day, he'll shoot off these spores. And once that happened, you've never experienced anything like this, but you'll get a, a link uh, with everyone else that's covered in them. You, you can talk to them if you want. And right. so you, you can have conversations with them. Um, so you've, you've spoken to them all. You've all been entered into a group conversation every now and then. Every couple hours, spores cover you and you talk. All right. Otherwise, you can only communicate with friend. And you, you learn through your languages. You can only communicate through friend with friend, Sayarik, and Ginger. Right. As, the, uh, as we proceed through the long day or night, there's no perception of time or what time of day it is. Um, and the spores cover us, I remark, how I long to feel the moon's rays upon my skin again. It's interesting that you bring up the moon's rays, because I've been thinking so much about the sun. I miss the sun. The sun is good too. Balance in all things. Do you worship the sun, friend? I do. All nature. Really? Yes. Well, I am a druid of the, of the circle of the moon, and I have studied nature's ways for 900 years. Perhaps we could learn things from one another. Look, I don't know if I can offer you much, but it sounds like you can offer me everything I've been looking for. I, I, I am but a humble druid, but I'd love to help. All right. Let's go. Let's just make this a dendrology session from here on out. Let's just talk about trees. I'd like to start uh, going into these diatribes about the various plant lives in my home, uh, asking about the trees of his homeland, okay. uh, the grasses, the animals. You guys are doing this, I think, over the mental link right yes. now with Stool. Mm-hmm. Um, Darindil, you know, he's he's walking behind you guys carrying Stool. He's listening very intently. You hear his mental just, mm, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Stool's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, because it's another plant. Yeah. Uh, so they're both very excited. They're not really contributing, right. but they're you can you know they're in on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you guys talk about surface plants, Darendel clearly misses it, mm. and Stools he wishes he could see it, but he knows he's not going to. We will all see the sun and the moon again one day, my friends. Just keep the faith. Ronts. Rot pats you on the back from behind and say, here, here. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. <laughs> and and just, he goes back to guard duty with his dagger. Sure. It's just his dagger because he left the rest. Those acts suck. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are marching on. Sarah doesn't say too much. He's really just keeping it on pace. He wants to get out of here as fast as possible. So you guys are keeping a relatively normal pace. Uh, you're not trying too hard. You don't want to wear anyone out, but... Basically, just keeping the normal pace. Time goes on. Nothing, fortunately, nothing really happens to you. Uh, you guys have seen enough, uh, and you're glad over the next day or two that you don't really see too much. You guys make camp a couple times. Nothing serious happens. Um, it's just general conversation. If you guys have anything you want to say, you can keep working. Friend, you can keep working on your uh, arcane focus. Your arcane focus. Yeah, and so you guys can keep marching, and basically about what you guys have rested probably uh, half a dozen times or so since you left that uh, horrid spot uh, where the were-rats attacked you mm-hmm. uh, and where you met Bruce Gumpel. 
And you guys finally get to an area, and Shushar's eyes get as big as possible. They get to eight inches. Bang. Shushar, have we arrived? I, I hear I yeah. hear water rushing. So Shushar frantically says some stuff and under comments dual shoots and spores all over you guys and he's We're nearby, I know this area. Oh f- f- finally. Oh I thought we'd ne- it would never end. Lead lead on. He does, and he hurriedly he runs ahead of uh of Sarath and Sarath lets him lead because he believes him. Um and he just starts uh hurrying at kind of an accelerated pace. Uh, you guys are all kind of having a jog to follow him. Uh, we, it's not a hard follow, but he, he's really jumped up the pace. And you guys get to an area uh, that's where where you approach a large body of water. Sure, like an underground lake. Yeah. And he says, this is the dark lake. And he puts his hand in and you can see him just go, oh. Mm-hmm. And Sarah is, Sarah's like, yeah, okay. And, and so where do we go now? And Shushar points, points a direction. And he's like, we follow the shore. And it'll make it easier for you guys. Okay. And as you guys are walking along the shore, you know, it's, you see a large body of water. You can't tell how far it goes. None of you can see far enough. Your light's not shining more than 30 feet or so. But it definitely extends beyond that. Your vision even if you're, I mean, your dark vision's on, you can't see. You see 60 feet or so, and that's it. There's mm-hmm. just water all the way. Uh, occasionally, you'll get to a spot where cavern comes low and kind of covers in or whatever, but there's clearly a long water, a big water table here, I guess, crossing a large span of area that you're, that you're traversing. Shushar takes you under some little caves, around little bends, but you're mostly following the shore. And then you get to this part where he wants you to swim across what looks like a stream of some sort. And he just jumps right in and swims right across, no problem. Uh, it's maybe 30, 40 feet or so. And it looks like it's turning into it's not turbulent water, but it's definitely a stream running through. And he says, come on. And Stool's terrified. He shoots his spores off immediately. Like, I don't know. And Darindel's calmly explaining and just tries wading across. And he's tall enough, you can see it comes up to like his neck or something. He's about seven, eight feet tall or so. And he's just wandering, holding his stool across, and he gets across. That's just. <laughs> and he says, Come on. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can swim. I will cast Wild Form. Okay. To become a Barracuda. Cool. <laughs> 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 you become um, a Bakarurudada. I, I, I feel the, I feel the cold water coursing through my my gills as I, as I swiftly and in, 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 like a bullet, just kind of paddle my way right across this sucker. I go ahead. Uh, you dive right in the water, and with your Bakaruda vision. Mm-hmm. You're looking around, and you can see very clearly under here, uh, Bakaruda style, yeah. and you see forms moving at you from, from the dark lake. Oh, shit. And as they get closer, you can tell they're Kuatoa, which huh. is what Shushar is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can see them. You can get to the other shore, but you see them moving okay. in through the so water as, re- as other people are getting into the water. All right, I well, approach... I'm not getting in that water. Sure. I approach the other bank, and I dive out of the Barracuda and front flip, and this fish is flipping over itself. 
and I land and I transform back into a druid on the other side. Yeah. And I call back across the stream. Or no, Shushar's right here with me. Shushar. I land on my feet and I tell Shushar, Shushar, I believe your people are approaching. He he looks out and he sees um, subtle ripples in the water and looks back at you. Indeed, I, I think we may be in trouble. Are these, are these not your people? Are you not welcome here, Shushar? As he says that, 12 Kuatoa emerge from the water. Balls are springing up on the shores on both sides. People drive across, people move across, and some coming out in the water. And they're holding spears and nets, and they're looking at you. They start yelling something in undercommon. And you guys aren't familiar with what they're saying at all. Shusar starts yelling something back at them. It's this weird gurgling conversation. Yeah. <laughs> they're scatting. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you have to talk, like... Skip it all, you got me There you go. Yeah. I really get that thing right there. Yeah, I did put my mustache in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> and the itch. That's, yeah, that's terrible. And they all are threatening you. And Shushar says to you guys over the mental link you have, they want us to surrender. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I mean, better than the drow, right? They're going to take us to Slugudo. Isn't that where we wanted to go, Shusha? Not this way. Why not? How are these guys? They follow the Deep Father. The Deep Father? <laughs> Who is the Deep Father? He's a heretic god that my people follow. Oh, he doesn't sound very not, friendly. Not very few believed in him, but he has been gaining power lately. What do we do, Shushar? And so there's about a dozen of them with spears and nets all, all watching you. And yeah, there's about a dozen of them watching you. Some of you are in the water. Darendel and Stuhl are across. You're across. Godbolt's on the other shore. You guys are split up too. Mm-hmm. And there are some of them are in the water. Jim Jarrett's swimming across and one of them's kind of holding the spear next to him. He's just kind of treading water. And he's Shushar's like, I, I, I will not fight. What what do you suggest we do, then? I don't know what they're going to do with us. And he, he confers back and forth with them, and they won't give me a straight answer. I think the only way we're going to find out some more is to go with them to the city. So from one captor to the next, this is the nature of the Underdark. Until next time, shake that bear! For our most deplorable material, check out our Patreon. She, she means you no harm either, friend. Uh, is she uh, okay? okay? Obviously she don't mean no... Obviously she don't mean me no harm. It, is she okay? <laughs> 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 it's hostage! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was gross! You got a weird hit! That was the other thing. If I spoke more than like four words, I started to just sound weird southern. <laughs> you, yeah, you did. You turned into a weird southern Australian Kiwi thing. Yeah, you got like redneck somehow mixed in there. <laughs> <laughs>